It's time to unify and simplify the IT world. We are here to do that one podcast at a time. I'm Steve. I'm McKay. And welcome to the Interchange IT Podcast. Cash, we're back here at uh, Interchange Dallas. Yeah, and I've wrangled another one of our awesome customer advocates, uh, Steve from Swinburne University, down under. I know it's to not, not only I don't know. our keynote today in floss. He he broke out the floss on the keynote. I got him to also join the the podcast. This is going to cost me some serious serious uh, insider points oh, and yeah. some swag. He's going to get so many points. For Steve. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So um, yeah, we're back here in Dallas. It's another beautiful day here, nice and humid. Um, what do you think of the conference so far? It's been fantastic, actually. Um, just the whole setup, as well as just the delivery of the of the key messages through um, the keynotes, is just totally different and off the charts. Yeah, it's way different than any other sort of keynotes you've probably ever seen, right? I mean, that's kind of what Steve Morton prides himself in is doing like totally different keynotes. Yeah, no, Steve's got a sense of swag on himself there. <laughs> Absolutely, um, you know, it really gets the message across, though. Cool. That's awesome. Um, what do you think of the show so far in terms of like the sessions, the the content you've seen, and the product demos and stuff you've seen? They've been really good, actually. Um, it's it's helping me understand more what I can leverage and how I can better leverage our current investment, but also looking at taking that back to my peers to start looking at how we can uh, you know better have service management, for instance, how we can manage our assets a lot better as well, which from a security perspective is quite paramount. That's great. That's awesome. And McKay, not a lot of our U.S. listeners or, or those here in the States are probably familiar with Swinburne, but they are a leader in education down in Australia. And they're doing some killer things, and Steve's bringing them some security things and doing all of this. Steve, what are some of the challenges, right, of being at a leading institution, right, being surrounded by all these academics? What comes in there that's challenging security-wise in your role as, as, the, as CISO? the CISO? Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, it's, um, you know, universities about sharing information. So, you know, cybersecurity, information security is totally poles apart. Yeah, yeah. So just trying to get uh, people to understand what the risks are, how we can manage our data better, and particularly around research. I mean, we're in the top 2% research universities globally. Wow. Uh, being a university of, in inverted commas, technology, you know, we need to sort of have our back-end systems in check because it can ruin our reputation. So really collaborating with those different faculties and departments is, is absolutely critical. So it's hard for you, it would be hard for you guys to be seen as like a super great research, research facility, which you are, if you had some massive security issue, right? Like, that's yeah. really important you guys stay, keep the, keep the research safe and keep the reputation high, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, we, we invent a lot of things. Um, you know, we work with industry quite closely. You know, patents are made there. Uh, Organisations come to us to design new things and new methods and new ways. Uh, and we need to protect that because that's an investment that, that is taken into the university. We need to have that trust with our collaborators. So we need to make sure we manage that accordingly. And what? you guys are the leading front. Sorry, McKay. Oh, uh, go ahead. You're good. You guys are the leading front of technology, right? And, and bringing the best technology for your students and doing technological advancements, right, across the research. How do you balance being on the leading front of technology, but also being secure? Because some of the new technologies, right, it's it's a guess game. How do you how do you manage that? 
Yeah, being close with them, working really closely and understanding what, what we're trying to do. I mean, you know, IoT, for instance, you know, we're a smart campus, we've implemented IoT devices, and how does that interact with the rest of the, the university corporate systems? Yeah, yeah. What do we need to do? How do we protect it? What is it trying to achieve in order to be able to make sure that we're protected is a real critical thing. So keeping up to date, making sure that, again, we sit down with those individual researchers, understand what they're doing, what they're trying to achieve, and more importantly, how can we help them? Because security is always that, um, you know, perceived as not enabling the business. It's restricting my academic freedom or my rights of research. Right, it's the department of no, people say, right? That's correct. So, you know, as I said in the keynote, you know, my team, I've mandated, you cannot say no. You need to work with them. You need to understand. You need to really, really uh, look at options before you, you say that you can't do it. And that also helps build awareness. That's great. That's a great point. Um, we've talked with a lot of security folks, like our internal security team. We've talked to our CISO. We've talked to um, Chris Gettle, who's our patch expert. Um, and they keep going back to, look, if more, if more companies, if more universities did the basics, if they patched, for example, breaches would drop by like 85%, right? If, if people just did the basic stuff, would you agree with that? Or would you say, like, obviously there's more that needs to be done, but the patching really is the baseline. Is that true? Yeah, look, it's one of the first lines of defense. You know, you've got systems that are facing the internet and if you're, if you're not uh, patching them, you know, you, you're, you're letting that openness for vulnerabilities to, to really impact the organization. Yeah. Um, I was explaining in my, my uh, session just before that, um, you know, we had WannaCry, everybody sort of was impacted by WannaCry. Uh, uh, another vendor, I won't say who, but Microsoft uh, called me up and said, uh, you know, how's your war room going? And I said, what war room? And they were explaining that other universities, other organisations they were working with had war rooms on how do we patch and what are we going to do? So through their product, we only could tell a percentage of impacted systems. We were lucky that we were at that stage of evaluation with Avanti. So we had a proof of concept there. And that gave us the ability to drill down to know which system was vulnerable. So we, we actually started targeting our most vulnerable internet facing from a risk-based perspective, our high risk systems, we patched them. So I had the vice chancellor calling me saying, what's this wanna cry? How, how, you know, what's our risk? And I said, oh, we've just patched those. We're starting to really look at those underlying systems that are behind the firewalls that we can certainly manage with compensating controls whilst we actually put a program to patch it. We couldn't do that with the other tool. That's great. That's really cool. So you've been, how long have you been in IT? Oh, now you're going to show my age. I've been <laughs> in IT for 30 odd years. There you go. So what's the biggest change you've seen? Because we were talking to one of our, um, one of our VPs, Doug Knight, who I don't know if you know Doug, but um, he was, he's been in, in the IT world for 36 years. And he was like, you know what? The needs of the user are basically the same. People just want to be able to stay secure and stay relevant to their user, but he said the, the biggest change has been the sort of demands of the user and balancing that, where people want stuff immediately. And he's like, that's probably been the biggest change. What, what would you say has been the biggest change that you've seen in your career in IT? Yeah, definitely user experience. Okay. Uh, the expectation, uh, the adaptation to cloud because it's always on, um, and, and thinking that, you know, because it's in the cloud, it's secure. Uh, as well as people becoming more connected socially. 
So that brings in a different level of security risk from social engineering, uh, having the you know criminal actors to, to engineer one of your executives because they're on social media a lot, learning about the organisation, learning about the person, all of those nuances, because we're all compelled now for some reason to, to post what to we're share doing, <laughs> share everything. You know, this is what I ate last night, this is what I'm doing right, <laughs> right. now. I'm in uh, this session, what? yeah, this right. This is my mother's maiden name, this is my first pet's name. <laughs> exactly, I mean, you know, it's, it's quite funny, you know, if I asked you now for your date of birth and your credit card number, you'd say no, but in the social world, we seem that it's okay to start being free with our own information. That's a great point. And that's quite a, quite a big risk, not only to the organization, but to the individual. So not only are we sharing more information than we ever have, it's just one more avenue that someone can access our personal information, right? Mm. Like if they can guess the password, the username, there's likelihood that it's password and username for other stuff, right? Um, so it's just mm. more entryways to screwing things up. Absolutely. I mean, you know, if we, we sort of scan your social media profile and we find out that you've got a dog, you know, and, and the name of the dog, the first thing I'd start looking at is combinations of the password of, of your dog. Good point. Um, and particularly if there's a lot of photos of it and all of those I'm things. I'm taking notes to change my password. Particularly <laughs> yeah, if you like your dog, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, so it's all of those sorts of things that makes it easier for the cyber criminal to actually learn more about you through us being compelled to share everything. That's a great point. Um, so as, as you look forward, say, 10 years in IT, what does IT look like and what does IT security look like in 10 years? Where are we at? Well, uh, more integrated look, look into, into the, the business. Look into the future is what we're saying. Yeah, look, more, more integrated with the business. Uh, you know, IT for a while was sort of leading the pack, but not being sort of listening to the end user. Uh, we come from a strong engineering background, so to speak, so we'll build something and we'll show them this nice big shiny thing that may not meet their full expectations. So really being that trusted advisor is becoming more and more apparent. Uh, from there, I think from a security perspective, it's really taking it to the next level of the awareness. Yep. So people think security first, you know, I mean, it's it's like anything that you're doing, uh, you know, extreme, you know, safety first, safety last type of thing should be the things of security first, security last as well. That's great. Uh, two more questions and we'll let you go. Um, first one, what is the, because if you've been in IT for a while, you've probably got some good horror stories of users who maybe have done things they shouldn't have done and let vulnerabilities in they shouldn't have. Or we talked to a service guy earlier who had some great stories about users who like needed help with their laptop and turns out their battery was just dead, like those types of deals. Any of those good stories you can tell us, Stephen? Yeah, look, um, we've had had lots of interesting uh, stories, particularly from a security perspective where you just shake your head. <laughs> um, but, you know, mobile devices, for instance, we had one that was, uh, the lady was charging her phone through a laptop. There was a banking trojan on her phone because it wasn't a managed device. She just plugged it into the laptop and off, off it went. Luckily enough, we had the controls to, to, to circumvent that. But it's all of those sorts of things. Um, you know, we've had other breaches or, or my probably my most memorable one is a recent one where um, I won't sort of name where, but it was it's certainly a person uh, in academia <laughs> who told me that they didn't need antivirus uh, because on the 25 years of internet, they've never caught a virus because they have a Mac. Ah, and that was probably news to you that they uh, that was made them therefore uh, sort of immune from everything. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> that was news to you. We talked to one guy earlier who said that he had a user who um, thought they had a call from Microsoft, 
and literally like clicked into a some link to get on a call with a person and obviously it wasn't from Microsoft and it was a huge mess and he was like take your computer out of the wall like you've got to literally like send me the computer right now mm. um, there's all sorts of those stories you have I'm sure absolutely we, we do fishing simulations uh -huh. and uh, we did one around our football grand final okay um, so the equivalent to NFL and uh, we're giving away tickets to the grand final and we thought we'd be a bit more sophisticated and send out an information so it was a double barrel we okay. call it so the first email said oh, it's coming up the the raffle starts from 1 p.m to 6 p.m one of our departments finished their meeting early so they could be the first ones to log in for the raffle and within the first hour 400 people gave up their username and password oh wow wow Ouch. Mm. that's amazing yeah. But who won the final? <laughs> uh, Richmond, actually. Who won, who won which, the which raffle? <laughs> we have a partnership with as well, so we do a lot of sports science research with them as well. So, Very cool. Very yeah. cool. And is that your team? Is that uh, your team? No, it's not. Okay. No, Carlton, your, is, Carlton is my team in Australian okay. rules. Right. You look like you, you, could, you could play rugby today if you wanted. Probably not I, anymore I, with my age. I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't face off against you. Can, yeah, that's a good point. I wouldn't either. Um, all right, last question for me and then whatever you have cash. But I think the last question I have is what's the coolest thing you've seen here at the conference? Uh, we've shown, I think, several demos that talk about AI. There's bots going on. There's all sorts of stuff. Coolest thing you've seen, you're like, oh, okay, I can see the application for that. And do you buy this sort of unified IT sort of message? I think the unified IT message is awesome, particularly from a security perspective, because it, you know, you need that situational awareness and, you know, having disparate systems, applications, databases, uh, generally IT departments not talking to each other uh, brings in the risk quite, quite exponentially. I suppose my, my biggest one that I was amazed sitting backstage in the green room was really the bot because it's really out there, you can start using it and just yeah. the simplified way of talking to it, interacting with it, um, you know, being able to sort of uh, reset your password on your phone, all of those things that just makes that user experience much more beneficial. I think it's, it's a great wow factor. Just the native language, right? Helps, helps somebody know and bridges the gap of, oh, well, I'm not sure how to use this. Well, just type in a question. Everybody knows how to Google, right? And now you can... Just type in a question. Basically and if it Google doesn't know the answer, it'll start support, learning it. Yeah. Support incident and then get, get a thing. Uh, one last question, and I know you have, you obviously you've came all the way from Australia, right? Uh, spent a lot of time here with Avanti. What is, what is the best, right? Step out of product, step out of a technical use case. What's the best thing about your partnership with Avanti? Or what's the thing that you found unique or valuable about working with us? I think you answered it yourself using the word partnership. Okay. You know, just the, the collaborative approach. It wasn't, it wasn't a sale, you know. Ultimately, it was really understanding us, our requirements, and how Avanti could add value and guiding us through there. So it was really around the partnership and it wasn't you know, from ideation to then transaction and leaving us alone. We're constantly collaborating. We're working and talking together. We, you know, we've even extended that. So, so we actually have uh, Shane from Avanti in Melbourne, who's actually going to be on the, uh, our border curriculum for cybersecurity as oh, well. Oh, that's cool. Um, so, and we're looking at extending that and how we can actually integrate better, because our strategy is having future-ready learners, uh -huh. uh, making sure that that they're ready, they they understand, and they can work with industry. So, we're actually I'm looking forward to working him 
with, on that more because of his knowledge, his energy, as well as um, just the, our partnership in general with Avanti. That's great. That is fantastic. Mm. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. We know you've been busy here. And um, when do you head back to uh, Australia? Uh, leaving Friday. Okay. So then I'll get back Sunday, technically. Wow. Okay. Well, good. Well, thanks for taking the time. We really appreciate it, Stephen. Thank you. Change IT podcast is brought to you by Avanti, a software company that helps you succeed in every aspect of your job, including operational IT security, asset management, service management, and supply chain management. Find out more at Avanti.com.